0: Hello and welcome to the Renee Report for the second episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast. And today we're going to be discussing the top 10 running backs of the 2019 NFL Fantasy Football Season. In fantasy football, there's one position that you have to get right, and that is the running back. Because that's the person who is most likely to get you not only to your championship week, but also to carry you through your season and to make it so that you don't have to spend agonizing pain and agonizing minutes trying to find which backup running back is going to get 10 points instead of 8 points and just... It just it relieves a lot of stress for the average fantasy football player when you make your first-round draft pick not only a running back, but you hit on that running back. The people who drafted Melvin Gordon last year and got the big value from him or a Christian McCaffrey in the fourth round, those are the differences between a good draft and a great draft. That being said, let's get down to business. Number one in the 2018 season of the fantasy football regular season, was Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams. Unfortunately, as we all know, I believe this led to his injury at the beginning of the playoffs and unfortunately to the reason he really was extremely ineffective in the Super Bowl and cost the Rams a Super Bowl. Coming off of that injury, it's safe to assume that he's not going to be number one at the end of the year or number one on my list for the top 10 running backs in 2019. The number one on my list in the 2019 season is Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. Alvin Kamara loses Mark Ingram, who has been not the pain in his side per se, but definitely the person holding him back from full NFL freedom. It increases the likelihood that we could see Alvin Kamara injured, but it also truly increases the ceiling of the season that Kamara could have and the chance of him absolutely exploding in the 2019 season. Last year, Alvin Kamara finished with 273 points on 15 games played. He is the hardest running back to catch in the NFL or put your hands on. He is amazing in dump-down situations due to the fact that he's so hard to grab onto and get a hold of. And he is extremely elusive. He one of the best wide receivers in the game, Michael Thomas. A Hall of Fame quarterback, throwing to him on dump-down passes and being a viable threat in the passing game and Drew Brees. And he has a defense that is extremely lethal. Due to all these facts, I believe Alvin Kamara will end up as the number one running back and jump two spots ahead of what he did in the 2018 season. Now that we got the easy pick out of the way, let's go to number two on the list with Melvin Gordon of the San Diego Chargers. Excuse me, Los Angeles. Never gonna get used to it. Those who had the guts to draft Melvin Gordon last year, as I said in the beginning of the episode, reaped the rewards or reaped the rewards. Excuse me, throughout the season, all the way up to the very end. He played 12 games last year and was absolutely tearing up the league for three fourths of the year and brought the Chargers to a new level. Now that they've seen that Melvin can handle the workload of a workhorse, and he can continue to run with the volume, I have no doubt that the San Diego Chargers, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers, goodness gracious, will continue to feed Melvin Gordon steadily and often. See more of a likelihood that you regret not taking Melvin Gordon than him being the reason that your season doesn't turn out the way you would like it. Which is why I have him at the number two running back in the 2019 season. Expect Melvin Gordon to be similar to Marshawn-esque level production. He is definitely a bruiser of a running back who makes you think twice not only about hitting him, but how hard you want to hit him as he hits you back even harder. Due to how hard that Melvin Gordon runs the football, we can safely assume that he will miss a few games, but we have to hope that he misses a few games in the middle of the season versus what he did last year, which was cost a lot of people in the biggest games of the year. Can't let the fact that he got injured at the end of last year overshadow or trick your mind to think that somehow that could happen all over again because it's just as likely that he makes it through all the way healthy as he does get injured. And, frankly, he's worth the risk. At number three, I have the points-per-game machine, Christian McCaffrey. There is no better selection if you are playing a PPR format in fantasy football than Christian McCaffrey in football. He gets the ball receiving as much as he gets running, and he's on the field over 95% of the time for the Panthers' snaps. He has become so integral To the point that they thought about replacing Cam and have done so to replace him in the next few years with Will Greer. He is their future, he is their current, and he is their present. Over the offseason, we saw Christian McCaffrey add a lot of size and muscle to help put off his injury concerns and production questions. He is the kind of kid who wants the ball early and often, and the Panthers will continue to oblige him next season in 2019. If your biggest question in an NFL running back for your fantasy football team is production and making sure that you can put that player in without having to tinker with it or worry about benching him, Christian McCaffrey is the number one running back for consistency and not having to come out of the lineup. saw lots of owners last year sell high on CMC in an effort to bolster their teams ahead of the big playoff run. The problem that they came into was that CMC continued to build off of each week and never stop producing more and more and getting better and better. He was dominant all of last year, and we can safely assume that he continues this trend this year and continues to become somehow even more of a complete running back in the NFL. Due to all of this being true, that is why I have Christian McCaffrey as my third running back in the 2019 season and believe he will repeat and rinse on what he did last year. Moving on, I have the person who many people still believe is a one or two ranked running back heading into the 2019 season, which is Saquon Barkley. He had an explosive year last year on a really shitty New York Giants team. Extremely productive behind a bad offensive line. So what exactly is the holdup? Well, not only did his team get worse in every statistical category, but they also followed it up by trading their best three players not named Saquon Barkley. Odell Beckham, their best wide receiver, who laid off and took a lot of the pressure away from Saquon Barkley. Damian Snack-Harrison, their best defensive tackle. And the amazing, amazing safety Landon Collins, who's similar to Khalil Mack, is someone I believe should be untradeable regardless of situation. This showed that the Giants are not willing... To want to win now and are willing to wait on success, not close to being contenders. Now how does this factor into Saquon Barkley's season? Well, if you thought they stacked the box against him last year, just wait until there's no Odell Beckham, no number one wide receiver, and one year older Eli Manning. Not to mention that Eli Manning, due to his age and lack of a good team, will more than likely find himself on the pine or in simpler terms on the bench by week eight and we could see saquon barkley your potential top five draft pick of your season have to not only play against a stacked box not only play with one of the worst defenses in football playing for him but also play with a rookie quarterback who's more inexperienced than him and he only has one year of experience so although the talent is not a question with saquon barkley the situation is chaotic and in crisis. So due to that, we have to put him at the fourth spot, even though his talent certainly warrants probably the second spot on this list. If you were surprised by Saquon Barkley being number four, the number five will truly shock a lot of people. As I said at the very beginning of the episode, Todd Gurley comes off of the number one running back in the 2018 fantasy football season. Why exactly do I have your boy, Todd Gurley, ranked at number 5 on my 2019 running back fantasy football list? Todd comes off of a season where he proved a ton of people wrong, including myself, but at the same time is in a bit more of a crisis now due to the fact he did prove people wrong. Because he played the, ma- the major workhorse Excuse me for the LA Rams, his body has begun to respond to all of the wear and tear, but a year later than all of us were expecting. All of us last year predicted that we would see Todd Gurley's numbers truly decline at a rapid rate due to the fact that we believed his workhorse days were numbered. But in fact, the Los Angeles Rams had such a good season, they decided to double down on Todd Gurley's production and give him the ball even more. So how exactly does that affect Todd Gurley's not 2018 season, where we saw him get injured at the end, but 2019 season? The 2019 LA Rams, unlike the 2019 Rams, were in the Super Bowl and were seriously contenders as the best team in football all of last season. With an extremely dominant offense with the likes of Todd Gurley and an elite, elite defense with Aaron Donald. There was no doubt they should have won the Super Bowl last season. But as we all know, the New England Patriots came out on top, as they usually do. And Todd Gurley seriously got injured at the end of his playoff run. The Rams have come out and said that the days of Todd Gurley being a workhorse are over. And although we don't know this to be true as a fact, we do have to assume there is some validity to what they're saying. And I do believe the Rams will reduce the load on Todd and extend their best player's career by a good amount. I believe they realize they've made a mistake and they have to fix it. This will cause the Rams to be much more dependent on their QB in question, Jared Goff. Doing so, we can guarantee not only a reduced role for Gurley, but one we have yet to see. Which is, without the volume, can Todd Gurley still have those massive runs that drive us fantasy crazy? And the simple answer is unfortunately no. He can still have those games where he'll blow us away with his speed and with his elusiveness, but we simply can't pencil in Todd Gurley like we can the four others on this list. And just by saying that, he's in an entire different category. We've never seen Todd Gurley in his career which is not a Tier 1 running back. My personal opinion, don't be the guy who takes Todd Gurley in the first two rounds of your fantasy football draft. It's not because he isn't talented enough, just like a lot of guys on this list at the latter half. It's just simply the situation, and unlike a lot of the guys on these lists, or really anyone other than him, he should be expecting a big reduced workload which a lot of these guys are the complete opposite. That's why I suggest to stay weary of Todd Gurley in the 2019 season. Number six on this list, I have the Dallas Cowboys' Ezekiel Elliott. He is a workhorse for his team. He is what Todd Gurley was for the past three years in LA currently. He's the kind of guy that you can pencil in every single week and know that his production will be there why exactly did he slip on this list? For one, he seems to be in headlines for the exact wrong reasons. Coming out of Ohio State, he was very highly touted and had so much talent that there was very little question of his personality and his love for the game. Still very little question of his personality and love for the football game, but there is question, however, on how he is off the field and if that personality carries over to when football is not around in his life. Similar to Saquon Barkley, he also has a problem where he has a lot of question marks on his team, including his quarterback, Dak Prescott, which could cause him to get the box stacked against him, just like Saquon Barkley. But the real difference is he has a great defense that also has an amazing, amazing offensive line at his disposal. As well as unlike the New York Giants, we can also guarantee that the Dallas Cowboys will always finish around the 7-10 to 10 win mark and therefore will always be hunting for a playoff spot. Why this is so important is because as a fantasy football player, you're always worried about the end of the season. If you make it to your goal, who is going to be there in the biggest moment? And Ezekiel Elliott is one of those guys you want in the biggest moment because you can count on his consistency. The question is, can he make it there with his health? Can his team continue to support him and give him the great offensive line he's had for years? Can he himself keep himself on the field without making simple mistakes and big errors outside of football? Number seven on this list, I have the number one running back heading into the 2018 fantasy football season, which is the Arizona Cardinals' David Johnson. Now, although I do believe he should be much higher on this list, there are just simply too many great running backs in the top 8 to 10 of the National Football League, similar to quarterback. He is coming off of an abysmal year where he was drafted in the top 15 of every single draft last year. He is certainly coming off of a massive, disappointing year, and many fantasy football owners who made the mistake of drafting him last year will stay far, far away from him in the 2019 season. This actually, I believe, will come as an advantage to those who are willing to look past prior mistakes and the past, as fantasy football is all about the future and the present. I believe that David Johnson is someone that you can get at the value of, say, the 15th or the 12th best running back where he could end up in a top five position easily. So as far as risk, I believe David Johnson is the riskiest pick out of the 10. But I also believe he has the biggest upside to have a bounce-back year and a really explosive offense out of nowhere. Say every single year there's two or three teams that come out of nowhere, like the Cleveland Browns last year or even the L.A. Rams last year that just surprise you at one end of the field. And I believe that the, the Arizona Cardinals last year were really coached by a bad coach and had very little drive to win football games. I believe their goal in the 2018 season was to get the number one pick and was to get Kyler Murray. I believe they were successful in doing so, and I believe David Johnson held out knowing that would be the case. David Johnson now has a number one draft pick in Kyler Murray to helm his offense. He has the likes of Larry Fitzgerald who decided to stay one more year and he has fresh legs coming off of a year where he saw himself get hit before the line of scrimmage on 80% of the snaps. Now we still have to question their offensive line as obviously he was getting hit way earlier than he should have. I believe they addressed this problem a good amount. But again, you never know until the dudes get on the field. Again, I see him as a big risk and an extremely high reward overall. I believe as Kyler Murray is attempting to figure it out in the first eight games of his NFL career, David Johnson will do his very best to carry the workload, similar to what Todd Gurley's been doing the last few years and he did the year prior. And I think the ability, he has the ability, excuse me, to have a DeMarco Murray type comeback season where we could see David Johnson get over 220 carries and absolutely light up the league. At number eight on the list, I have the New England Patriots, Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, Sony Michelle. Sonny Michelle Michel came into his rookie career with the New England Patriots as a draft steal in the first round. We knew we wanted to utilize him, but we weren't exactly sure how, and we weren't sure how ready that Sony would actually be. So as we always do, we did running back by committee, and we allowed to see who would earn the job. Now usually, no one really earns the job, and it's more of a week by week, who can beat the matchup type of situation. As the year progressed, we saw Bill Belichick and Tom Brady begin to have a lot more trust And guys like Sony Michelle and Josh Gordon, and really shift the offense around those two players. We saw Sony consistently getting the ball around 20 times and doing something we hadn't seen in New England as fans in quite some time, which was the New England backfield being held down by one person consistently. Truly spoke to how dominant Sony Michelle was and how good that Sony Michelle can end up being. I see Sony Michelle. As a lot like Christian McCaffrey, in the fact that when Christian McCaffrey or Sony Michelle is on the field, he's one of those guys you want to give the ball to as much as possible. Unlike CMC, he is a human and he does get injured. Unfortunately, Sony is pretty young in his career and age and has had a good amount of knee and leg problems. Obviously, this comes as a concern, which is why he's in the eighth spot, not more of the fifth to fourth spot. Where I believe his talent deserves. It is also why the Patriots have added Damian Williams, another Alabama running back, to the running back room. Because of the fresh legs available, I believe that Sony will be even more determined to do even better than he did the prior year and really outperform expectations. Sony is an extremely smooth runner with the speed to match. His hands are improving, and he will be much more of a PPR threat. In the coming 2019 season. The loss of Gronk and many other Pats aging offensively. Running backs are usually who we rely on in the bulk of the regular season. I believe the Sony has done enough in the 2018 season. And will do plenty in the 2019 season again. To have that backfield to himself when he plays. Get at least 24 touches a game. And make a big leap in the 2019 season. I believe the biggest change will be his ability to be a PPR threat with him starting to catch the ball a lot better. And I believe he will have a lot of big runs and more of a kamara type impact for the New England Patriots in his second season. Moving on to number nine, I have the biggest sensation out of the running back position of the 2018 season for fantasy football, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers' James Conner. James Conner came in with huge shoes to fill in Le'Veon Bell. He had an explosive start to his NFL career as he actually outperformed Le'Veon Bell the year prior in the first four weeks of the NFL season. He was constantly getting the ball near the red zone and was a threat to get two or three touchdowns every single NFL week. There was a constant feeling that James Conner's stats were not going to continue. And he was only going to be as good as the Steelers were, or as would make him. But in fact, he grew into his role even more. And he transitioned into being a great smooth runner. It was also very hard to catch. This year, I expect a much bigger role on a team that is a lot easier to cover. They have the big loss of the best wide receiver in the NFL in Le'Veon Bell. They have the best wide receiver and Antonio Brown leaving. This puts ample pressure on Big Ben and I believe gives Big Ben the authority to throw as much as he wants. In Pittsburgh, it's Big Ben's way or the highway. This is not only going to limit the amount that James Conner gets the ball, but puts a limit on the TDs that he can get in a big way. James is a great pass catching back, which is why he still remains in the top 10, Among the running backs in the 2019 season. I see James as more of a flash pan play. Someone that you can play against the correct matchup. And truly have a game winning week. But I also see him as someone if you play in the wrong matchups. And scratch him in every week. Could really start to hinder how your team does consistently. Hit him while he's hot. There's no stopping him. But you will to worry, constant rigmarole of whether or not to bench or start the guy that you're spending such a high draft pick on, to me, questions if he's worth the value that you need to get him at. Me, most of the Pittsburgh Steelers, other than Juju Smith-Schuster, I would stay away from in the 2019 season based on their situation and their leader in Big Ben, and James Conner is no exception to that conversation for me number 10, I have the New York Giants, excuse me, New York Jets, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers had been at different mindsets and different points in their agreement as far as payment for the last three years. And Le'Veon eventually said enough's enough and decided to skip the entire 2018 season to get away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, although this seems desperate, And a bit stupid for losing all that money. You have to realize he was going to be getting a $30 million contract for the next four years regardless. And he also was getting taken advantage of in Pittsburgh for the last three seasons. They were constantly giving him the tag, the franchise tag, which I believe as most NFL fans know. No player likes to get, but specifically running backs with how little time they have in their career to truly make money. And it onto the scene. Le'Veon felt that he needed to get his bag now. And the simplest way to do it was to go to the New York Jets. Now in going to the New York Jets, he went to a team that is rebuilding. A team that, like the New York Giants, has traded a lot of their pieces for the future. Does have Sam Darnold, a second-year quarterback now. And some good wide receivers to help out the offense. Mostly worry that a team like the Jets just simply won't be running the football very much when they're down by 28 points every single week. But in good matchups, I think Le'Veon Bell will be fantastic. He could easily surprise any of us and shoot up all the way onto this list. But the reason I have him at number 10 is because of the depth at the position. fact that he put himself in a very bad situation as far as the team he's on, and next year being productive. There's just so many other options at running back that I not only trust, but I feel more comfortable in putting my trust in. I just don't see someone like Le'Veon Bell, who has such a vivid personality and way of talking, going over well in somewhere like New York. You could see it definitely being a problem with the organization. And they could have made a big mistake. Now, all that being said, like I said, it could easily flip the other way. I just I just worry for a top 10 running back. When I'm picking that player, they need to be the rock of my team. And to me, Le'Veon Bell has been that rock the last three or four years. But I think it's clear to say we don't know that he is that rock on the New York Jets. Although it is possible it's just like David Johnson on Arizona. It doesn't matter how talented of a running back you are if you have no offensive line and no team behind you. You're simply just going to get tackled before you even get to the offensive line and there's nothing you can do about it and there's nothing Barry Sanders could have done about it. It's just you need a team when you're in the running back position. You need an offensive line. You need it all. And Le'Veon does not have that, unfortunately. Notable names that almost made the list were Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon, who I both believe could have very good years. But again, just like Le'Veon Bell, I feel like their situation is not great, but the difference is that Le'Veon has shown in the past that regardless of situation, he's just a productive running back, and those two have not yet shown that in a bad environment. This has been the second episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Renee Report. Thank you for listening.